In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the June 26th edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based mash of contemporary events compiled from the world's great newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And now the news. The White House. You heard of that place, right? Yeah. The White House. Yeah, I've heard about it. This is all very confusing to me. And I hope it's not like I'm looking for help. It's because I don't think there is any help to be had. Okay. But the White House said that like Vice President Dick Cheney's office, you heard about Dick Cheney, right? Right. Okay. President Bush's office is not allowing an independent federal watchdog to oversee its handling of classified national security information. Right. All they want to know is how many documents uh, that are national security related documents he has. Yeah. He's processed. Yeah. And what has he done with them? Yeah. That's what they want to know. And they are not allowing this. It was something that, that uh, the way I understand it, that in 2003, as an amendment to something that was already ongoing with national security, that Bush signed into law that everything under the government, all, all entities under the government, had to report back right. uh, and say, uh, this is how many we've done and this is what we're doing with them. Right. Be- and this was at a time, at the time they were, they were classifying what had previously been public documents. Uh-huh. And they were yeah. classifying them. So there's a whole lot of extra security, extra secrecy going yeah. on at the time. Uh, and there's been a lot of people who have been raising questions whether or not that was appropriate. What now, was appropriate? That they should be classifying information that had previously been unclassified, yeah. declassified. Very inane kinds of things. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't think that would be uh, mm-hmm. of any national security importance, but they've been doing that. Now, I understand that the, you may get to this, but the vice president's office tried to abolish this office. Yes, they tried to abolish the office that was That's overseeing. Yeah. That, that had been mm-hmm. put into place. To, yeah. Okay. That's one step. One they step. Stopped, started, that, was, that was about a year ago or so. Uh, yeah, because yeah. he doesn't want anybody to know anything about, about what anything he's, he's doing. Uh, anything yeah. at all. He shoots a man in the face. He doesn't talk about it. Yeah. Because he doesn't want anybody to know about it. Um, and now, if I'm to understand this, his office is now making the argument that he's not subject to this law because because he's not in the executive branch. This has been this is news to me here because you know the way I saw when I was taught in a civics class. Maybe <laughs> maybe Dick Cheney didn't go to civics. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Uh huh. Yeah. Because it was pretty obvious to me. Yeah. That he was he's in the executive branch. He's it right was, there. It was, it was, if you, you got this or, kind of little <laughs> organization chart, chart. Yeah, right, yeah, executive branch, executive branch, judiciary, legislative. Right. Yeah. And it says <laughs> there's the, the vice president, the president. Office. Yeah. And then just there's a straight line right, yeah, right down him. within the executive <laughs> branch. Within the executive branch. Now says, he had kind of a clever argument. Well, but I thought it was clever. arcane. It's it's clever by half. It's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It is that he because he gets a paycheck. From the Senate for being president of the Senate. Yeah, only, you know, he doesn't get it. He gets a paycheck from the executive branch, too. Though. Well, of course he does. Yeah, but but he gets a paycheck because he sits, presides over this. He's the, officially the president of the Senate, and he can cast a vote whenever there's a tie. Yeah. He can break bring a tie. bring him in there every once in a while. 50-50, he breaks. And yeah. so he gets a paycheck. So he's then saying that, no, no, he's not in the executive branch. He's yeah. in the legislative branch. Yeah. And those things don't apply. The laws don't apply to him. So now, now every constitutional person I've heard speak of this laughs at the, this idea, this notion. 
Now, the, the White House, on the other hand, yes. says that this law mm-hmm. doesn't apply to either the vice president's office or the president's office. Because? Just, it just doesn't apply. Because, when they signed into law, even though they didn't specifically state why, yeah. it doesn't apply to either office. Right. It was no so, signing statement that said... Oh, no, I, I, been, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wondering why Dick Cheney wasn't in on that logic. Right. And, I, and it is almost, it sounds like a gaffe that they didn't exclude themselves, exempt themselves from this law. You know, they, given how they are about everything else, this is the unitary president, which is really just a nice way of saying a, a benevolent dictatorship yeah. is really what they're trying to imply here. He's a, that he's above all these laws. He can sign signing statements that exempt anything that he doesn't like about a law, doesn't have to enforce it. We have a benign dictatorship. And well, this is bringing, to... I think this is bringing it all to a point. Do you think this is a distraction? The whole thing's a distraction? Yeah, I have no idea. what What's the deal here? Because essentially no one's really going to learn anything about what's been done, only that they've received these well, and that something is being done or not being done. Well, I think what, what's happened is the Washington Post is apparently, as, as of yesterday or the day before, wrote, beginning a series of articles on how Dick Cheney is really in charge. Yeah. And I think that's... It, it brought, began yesterday, I So think. it's brought the talking class, the pundits... Actually, it began Sunday. Sun, yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, so it started... Oh, I it started some, someday. No, no, I said yesterday or the day before. I wasn't sure. But anyway, it came, so it's brought all this... That would be the into, day before. ...into the talking class's realm of reality. Now they can talk about it, even though everyone knows that Cheney's been running the country yeah. probably since 9-11. But... That has nothing to do with this. But, no, I think what it is is now we have a legislative branch that now is run by the – supposed to be run by the Democrats, and they're beginning to assert some kind of, of oversight yeah. over the executive, legislative, whatever branch. They're, they're starting to assert themselves. And I think all of these things are converging into this particular moment under this issue, which is – But it's no issue. It is an issue if he is – It's only an issue because they've made it an issue. They could have easily said, okay, and no one would have learned anything more. Right. So it's kind of, I'm either thinking, but they just kind of a, 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 a chest thumping or a distraction. I'm not sure. I, uh, you mean to say that Cheney, You're not Cheney go any brought farther. this to a head? Yeah. There, was a, there wasn't anything to be learned as far as I can tell from, from it sounds like an accounting procedure nearly. These documents. You, you don't. In other words, no, no content of the documents would have been revealed yeah. to us. That we would have only that all we're ever going to know is is that this is how many documents he handled, yeah. and this is the disposition of yeah, those documents. That, we're not going to know what was said. Yeah, I have a feeling that part of this law will. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't even say this, but I have a feeling that the legislative branch will want to know what he was looking at, and for what whatever reason. I think somebody somewhere well, it, along it the line. Just seems. Yeah, yeah I, it, I, I have a feeling that that's maybe what he's worried about. And yeah. and it goes back to his secret meetings with the oil industry and the and on the energy well, the, yeah the energy task, task commission yeah, and how yeah. how I do believe truly do believe that that's was the uh, they ga- were gaming uh, the invasion of Iraq during yeah. those during those meetings I think that's what was going on as the officer said when I stashed the joint under the seat if you're not doing anything wrong what do you have to hide <laughs> there you go yeah, yeah. and the, and these these yeah so yeah. there there you go so it's a big I think. Maybe possibly this thing has legs. We see this every time something bad happens in Washington, D.C., that maybe this thing will bring all of this constitutional crisis to a head. Bush vetoed legislation that would expand federally funded embryonic stem cell research. 
Yeah. Yeah. So he he, he said no. He, he, he doesn't want anything, which is which pretty much means that's going to be on the uh, the table for the next election. It'll be on the table. You know, it doesn't preclude. Be, it doesn't preclude private industry from doing this. Uh, it does impact institutions like UCI and others who are looking for federal funding. And it makes it. Bush look like an idiot. And the rest of the world is going full speed ahead, and yeah. we will completely, you know, we'll fall behind. And one more industry that we will essentially abrogate to another country. Well, it's another, the it's another uh, Bush Taliban. Yeah. Supreme Court ruled that ordinary taxpayers don't have the legal standing to challenge a White House initiative helping religious charities get a share of federal money. Of the court said that. Yeah, the court said that. There was there was a group of atheists I, right, and I agnostics. Right. Yeah, I don't know why they characterized them like that. I mean, they were they were people who thought it was unfair that they were being taxed and the money was only going to religious groups. Right. Yeah. There is a separation. And the court said you can't do that. Regular they, taxpayers. They didn't really rule on the merits of the case. They ruled on standing, yeah. which means you cannot – I couldn't walk into federal court and sue the federal government for something yeah. in which I was not harmed. There's a whole legal theory as to yeah. how you can – how you have standing. So the merits of the case may still be valid. We're going a little Supreme Court I thing you, right I here. Got the you. Court, I just want to make sure. The court also loosened restrictions on corporate and union-funded television ads that air close to elections. They loosened them. Yeah, so we'll just be able to, we'll be bludgeoned with so, corporate so they, and union ads. They will be refining the, li- the technique of lying uh-huh. as they get closer to yeah. the election. Uh the Supreme Court also dealt a blow to investors who want to sue companies and executives because of suspected fraud. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's they, good news. They made it easier? Made it harder for you to sell to, to uh, sue, sue someone who you suspected of fraud, mm-hmm. or at least a company or executives. Of course they did. <laughs> and that was the second, second one in a week by the court, second decision that was a defeat for shareholders and a victory for defendant companies. Yeah. The justices had earlier ruled that securities underwriters on Wall Street are generally immune from civil antitrust lawsuits. So basically, if you're in business yeah. and you're part of a corporate structure, yeah. you're immune to any sort of law, mm-hmm. pretty much, unless, of course, you're... Do you remember that documentary uh, a few years ago, The Corporation? I think you saw that. Yeah. And it essentially made the, the case that corporations legally are people, are persons. They're, they they go into court as a person. Well, that was the ruling. I can't remember the ruling. It was but this well, was like it, it a was century a, ago. Yeah, it was, it had to do with uh, a railroad, Southern Pacific versus somebody. I can't remember exactly who it was. Essentially, and it was even incorrect. the The interpretation of yeah. the ruling has been proven to be incorrect. That it was a, a, somebody's summary of the notes, summary was, of the it judgment. It was a scribe summary of yeah, the judgment. It, it wasn't it, even right. one of the judges who, who right. came up with the summary. It right. Was, right. Some uh, scribe, some, yeah. some clerk yeah. wrote this thing up and mentioned that the corporation was a person. Yeah. Of some, okay. And so anyway. So I got you, Mike. Where is this going? Extent, anyway, corporations. Well, this, this documentary that we saw, or I saw, called The Corporation, essentially makes, uh, the, makes the case that corporations are sociopaths, that, yeah. they, that they have... That if you and I behave the way they do, we would be considered a sociopath. Mm-hmm. So we're giving extra rights to what I believe are, is sociopathic behavior. Well, it's a, a system. If you interpreted them as being people. Yeah. Uh, if that's if, legal. If, yeah. if that's yeah. legally what corporations are, yeah. then if you look at the behavior of that person, right. which is a corporation, that is, it, it contradicts itself. It doesn't care about anything except its own well-being. Right. Yeah, it's sociopath. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. 
Driven by anxiety over global warming and dependence on foreign oil, the Senate passed a major increase in the average fuel efficiency requirements for U.S. vehicles to 35 miles per gallon from 25. 2025. 25. Yeah. So, so let's do the math on this. So 18 years from now, they have to improve their mileage by about, what, 10, 10 miles per gallon? Well, they can do that now. They can do it they can tomorrow. Do it, they can do it yeah. yeah, I mean, I know they can. So I'm saying we don't have... Another seventeen years to screw around yeah. with this, and you know somewhere along I mean, the line, it should, it should be it should be sixty miles per gallon, and it should be in five years, yeah. and it, that should be it. That should period. be it, period. That means new cars. That just means everything on the road. You drive right. those until they fall down, right. and break apart, right. and there's no reason on earth that they can't get fifty miles per gallon on on vehicles right now. No, no, no reason in the world unless you're some fat ass driving a SUV mm-hmm. and need it to protect yourself because you're too afraid of God knows what. Everything, me and you. Yeah, I'd be afraid of me. I'm afraid of you. That's why I drive an SUV. <laughs> I'm afraid of myself. <laughs> Constantly. I'm sitting in the back of yeah. it. He's cowering. Uh-huh. You should see. He drives, <laughs> Look out for he, me. He, he drives kind of a side saddle and yeah. with, his, with his hand kind of over his eyes as he uh, drives. Hitting down, myself. Hitting yourself. I am so afraid. American and Iraqi troops begin major military operations north and south of Baghdad while deep in the south near the Iranian border, a ferocious battle. Mm-hmm. A ferocious battle between American troops and Shiite militants left at least 20 dead and wounded. This is fours more. The uh, the war is heading in a bad, bad <laughs> place to a bad place. When was it ever headed? Well, in a good I mean, place? It, it's it's really heading to a bad place. The Shiites have been relatively quiet. Yeah, it's been mostly the Sunnis who have been inflicting the damage on mm-hmm. us, and the Shiites are the majority of the Iraqis, and they have logistical support from a lot of other countries, and including Iran, and if they really get into it with us, yeah. they could they could theoretically cut the supply lines because uh, from most of our supplies come from Kuwait through Basra through heavily Shiite areas, and if we they decide to get really animated about this, it could be extremely difficult for the U.S. forces. For weeks, Baghdad has been in the grip of a power shortage lasting sometimes as long as 23 hours a day. That means there's no electricity to operate the city's water pumps, leaving many areas with no running water as summer begins. And you know how the summers are in Baghdad, Mike. They're like 120 degree uh-huh. days. And I'm, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> like 117, 120 yeah. degree days. It's Palm Springs there. <laughs> it's, Palm Springs without water. That's going to be the new tourist <laughs> slogan yeah, for Baghdad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it isn't. Oh, it's just. And then you get those sandstorms. Palm Springs without the running water. Can you water. imagine 120 degrees in a sandstorm? Mm-hmm. Only a handful of senators outside the Intelligence <laughs> Committee said they read the full 92-page National Intelligence Estimate on Iraq's ability to attack the U.S. before voting to go to war. This according to a survey by The Hill magazine. That was a handful. I think it was Every one out of, of the 69 standing senators, yeah. 20 of them had actually run it. Uh, read it. Yeah. The rest of them said, well, 92 uh, pages, that's, that's a little bit too much. I've I got to go to war here. Yeah, exactly, considering the, the, the gravity the, of this situation, of the, what they were being asked what to do. What are they do. getting paid to do there anyway? I was just going to say, if, if you or I had not done that, yeah. we would have been fired. Yeah. We, if, any of our, if our job was dependent upon yeah. reading. If I'm making a, yeah. a judgment about taking the country into war, yeah. and somebody hands me 92 pages and says, this is what... This is everything we know about. This doesn't seem like a this lot. Is, this is from the yeah. national intelligence. Yeah. This is what we know about the situation. Right. You would think. Now, this national intelligence estimate 
included the countervailing arguments. It said, while this is what the administration is saying, yeah. we cannot confirm all of these things. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Which should have given them some a moment of pause. Should have given them. How is it? I want to know this. How can the Republicans block everything? With with forty with with uh, forty eight senators, it's not them blocking stuff. The, the Democrats are weak. Okay. Democrats are not just weak; they're Republicans. Yeah. Okay. In Afghanistan, Hamid Karzai's government has accused U.S. and NATO forces of killing more than ninety civilians over the past ten days in a series of airstrikes and artillery fire. That's that's pleasant. Yeah. New evidence has emerged suggesting Pakistan is planning to expand its nuclear weapons arsenal. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a real good one. House Judiciary Committee Democrats warned they would pursue a contempt of Congress motion if the White House fails to respond to subpoenas for testimony and documents related to the firings of U.S. attorneys last that's year. That's still out there. I love yeah. that. I think yeah, it's going to go on. It's going to go And, you know, Alberto, yeah. Uh, According to declassified documents posted on the web, the Central Intelligence Agency violated its charter for 25 years until the 70s when the allegations came forward. Domestic surveillance. Yeah. Yes. Domestic surveillance. This was at the, uh, not just on the web by by me. Yeah. I just didn't make this up. This is from the George Washington University Security Archive. And you can go and look at these files now. Yeah, by the way, the the family jewels, as they're calling them, are being released by the CIA. Right, are you getting the... Uh, Family jewels. Yeah, this is what they call them, the, all the bad, bad, bad stuff. Now, I don't believe all the bad, bad stuff is going to come out, I think. That, but I think there'll there'll be some airing of dirty laundry here. An Iraqi judge pronounced five death sentences on the man Iraqis know as Chemical Ali. Yeah. That would be Ali Hassan al-Majid. Yeah. He was the enforcer who oversaw poison gas attacks that killed thousands of Kurdish villagers. That would be 20 years ago. Yeah. Tony Blair spoke to President Bush and U.S. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice about becoming a Mideast envoy. <laughs> I, the, the White House denied any of this went on. Mm-hmm. Just I, you got to wonder if this was one of those floated stories, mm-hmm. maybe floated by Tony Blair. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you think if I become an envoy <laughs> in the Middle East? I'm not doing anything. I'm here. not doing anything. Well, yeah. you know, I, I don't. You know. It, it, White House Budget Director Rod Portman was uh, was replaced. He's leaving, and he's going to be replaced by Jim Nussel. Oh, he's a former congressman. Yeah, and chairman of the as chairman of the House Budget Committee, Nussel earned the name Knuckles. Yeah, for his stubborn behavior. This is not good. No, no, it isn't good. But what would you? This is not something <clears throat> you would be surprised at. No, 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 no. Rupert Murdoch moved closer to purchasing the Wall Street Journal. And the Dow Jones, yes. Dow Jones, what do they call it? Dow Jones Information, whatever. What's that, what's, what's that about? I don't think it really makes any difference because right now there's just the veneer that these people know what they're doing and they're not prejudiced. I mean, there's not the even Dow, a veneer. It's, at Dow Jones? Uh, you mean at the Wall Street Journal? Yeah, at the Wall Street Journal. I, I think they're right. They're right. They, this is the standard That's, they line. Just, the reporters are, are good. The editorial page is uh, is awful. Yeah. I can't help but believe some of that bleeds into some in some way bleeds into their reporting, but uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. If, I, I got I got a little beef I want to get to in a second. It has. Is that to do with Rupert Murdoch? It sort of has to do with. Well, that. go ahead and beef away. It's just a little beef. Well, go ahead. Okay, uh, just a little tiny one. What you got there? 
Well, there's it's a like, story, and I, we've got to get somebody on to talk about this stuff. This private, these equity funds, these hedge funds, hedge funds, and they're buying up everything. They're buying up all kinds of uh, companies. Yeah. And the, Wall, the darling of Wall Street, they uh, Blackstone, which is a big uh, hedge yeah. fund, or uh, okay. um, bought. Uh, Put out an IPO, which is a public I offering. Understand. Yeah, initial and, public. And they offering. got they got all kind. They got four and a half billion dollars worth of in, in in money in from that, right? Yeah. And everybody's going crazy. Thinks it's the best thing ever. And, yeah. You know, and, and I don't think I think it's all funny money. I think it's all inflated. Yeah. And then on the That's back the page, things work. And then and on, and on the back page, there's Chavez's grand risky dream. Yeah. Okay, he's taking all, a lot of the oil revenue that, yeah. that they're generating in Venezuela and putting it into public works projects, yeah. allowing people to get make money, mm-hmm. develop skills. So you're, it's this is kind of compare and contrast. Yeah, this is one side Blackstone, funny money, four and a half billion. Everybody's going nuts. People, yeah, the darling of Wall idea. Street, great ice. And this guy is putting money into helping people who have nothing. And it's a risky dream. And it's a risky dream. He's and all these they have the quote these economists and how. Crazy this is. Well, it's that a risky he's do- dream because the jackals are going to get him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why. Exactly yeah. why. Exactly. Yeah. So I just and uh, you know front page IPO. Wow, everybody. Back page Chavez. Risky, crazy dream. Billionaire oil tycoon T Bone Pickens wants to make big bucks in the wind energy boom. Yeah. He's he's wants to get into making uh, wind turbines. Yeah. And if he goes through with this project, which would uh, produce up to four thousand megawatts of electricity. It would be the biggest in the world Fantastic. in Texas. Yeah, good, good for him. Good for him. Michael Bloomberg, you know him, mayor of New York. Am, yeah. yeah, he abruptly left the Republican Party, declaring himself free of a rigid adherence to ideology. Yeah, and uh, that was Quit amid speculation that and, he would run yeah, for president. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah, and then uh, it was said uh, apparently that uh, John McCain may drop out of the 2000 race by September. I believe he will. Yeah, it's, you gotta wonder what's wrong, what happens with that guy. I, Does he have? There's one. There's one dark secret. You, well, one you've alluded to, yeah, secret. you've alluded. I have to know this. what it is. I have no idea. You don't know what it is, yeah. but you've made, you've speculated about it. You have to me. I speculated in private. You have told me what you think it is. What I'm is not going to get into it because I don't think I don't know, and I'm Does not going to do with it has penis. To, it has something to do apparently, maybe according to you. According with, to me, it does. Yeah, oh. this is what you told me. It doesn't. Whatever it is. John McCain has imploded. Whatever's yeah. going on with him, whether it's psychological, whether it's a mental, he's losing some of his sort of facilities, something terrible has happened to the guy. And I don't wish any ill will on him yeah. in any way, but he, he's just kind of come unraveled. And I will say that interview that he did on The Daily Show made him look really bad. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and I think he is, he's dead man walking right now. John P. Walter is director of National Drug Policy released a new special report showing that teens who use drugs are more likely to engage in violent and delinquent behavior and join gangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Early use of marijuana. Yeah. The most commonly used drug among teens is a warning sign for later gang involvement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, come on. I often say to myself, you know, every time I light up, I yeah. say, look out, John. <laughs> you're, you're, you're headed to a gang. Yeah, you're always saying to me, Homie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Look out, yeah. homie. I'm firing one up. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> don't, yeah. Cro- don't cross Culver, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Because yeah. this is my house. Yeah, whatever. All right. 
That was that was really hip talk. I know Mike. it wasn't it though. Yeah, don't I have the lingo down? Yeah, don't really. You, don't, I tell you, don't you? You believe. must have smoked some marijuana <laughs> this did. morning, Mike. Well, I'm smoking it right now. Ralph Nader <laughs> said he is seriously considering <laughs> running for president. Ralph oh, Nader. Oh my God. Speaking of smoking marijuana, uh, right. because he foresees another Tweedledum Tweedledee election. Which, you know, he's right. I think he's Let's right. Come on, go watch yeah. Unreasonable Man. It's a great documentary, and darn it, he's right. Yeah. It's hard to argue with, with Ralph Nader. Seven million people worldwide may be addicted to blackberries, but the French, fearing intelligence agents could be snooping on state secrets, have banned them. Oh, blackberry. Oh, I'm sorry. You I thought you, the, no, the little No, you said that, like, addicted itself? to blackberries. Is yeah, blackberries. Kind of, you know, the yeah, electronic Yeah, I got you. No, thing. I know what they are. They're, yeah, they're phones. Yeah. They're whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this now. Cause right, I've, I've had it with the news let's today. Let's get out of here. Yeah. We have beaten the and finally, out of the news today. In a public relations drive to improve the image of the country within the U.S., Israel has decided to publish images of semi-clad female former soldiers in the men's magazine, Maxim. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit NathanCallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.